I may not like you, but that's okay. Trajan Allen probe perceptions. They probe perceptions among workers and the impacts on workers in toxic workplaces. Camera footage tells one story but cannot reveal the work of vulnerabilities and the perceptions that arise around the toxic workplace. Trajan Allen unpacked the conflicts that can occur at the work, even interpersonal uh, difficulties arising from judgment about mask wearing. Listen to what we have to say about perceptions at the workplace. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Petkovsky, Sarah Pazell and Alan Girl. NAND is a very, very interesting case because centrally it revolves around the issue of perception and how one person perceives certain behaviour to be untoward and perhaps another person may not. So perception is the key in it. I'll just briefly read you the uh, the summary of the allegations. The applicant alleges that during the course of his employment, he suffered a psychological injury as a result of ongoing interpersonal difficulties. Now that in itself requires a lot of unpacking. Ongoing interpersonal difficulties together with bullying, repetitive use of profane and derogatory language, racial slurs, aggressive behaviour and exclusionary tactics. I imagine gaslighting and other things might go into those things as well. But anyway, a number of the allegations also relate to the approach of co-workers to the applicant wearing a mask during the COVID-19 pandemic. So having a go at this person for wearing the mask. So I understand things like bullying and, and repetitive use of profane and obviously racial slurs and all the aggressive behaviour. But the ongoing interpersonal difficulties, that's a really important phrase because that, to me, is that central is that central reference to perception. So this worker had perceived to have been a victim of one or all of these things in a conjunctive or cumulative fashion. Anyway, to cut a long story short, the court deemed that this person had suffered some form of injury. In this case, uh, it's important to note that the workplace had become toxic and that there were substantial problems in the workplace. So when you're talking about perception, it's the intensity of of those workplace difficulties and how they impacted upon the applicant. He gives evidence of some really terrible things that he believes were said to him. I'm not sure that there's actual findings as to whether those statements were made, but clearly um, highly inappropriate racist comments is what he believes were said. He also, in fairness to the employer, he talks of an assault and the, the event was caught on CCTV cameras or by cameras and the footage from those cameras didn't support the assault claims. So it's difficult to know where the line is between perception and fact, but that probably doesn't really matter because he's developed a medical condition and he's clearly developed a medical condition at work and so his right to workers' compensation exists. I guess from the employer's perspective, though, that's the, the, the real difficulty is they were their starting position was... They had a toxic work environment they were trying to deal with and um, this worker had a uh, perception of what was going on and maybe the employer didn't fully appreciate the intensity of that perception. Indeed. The, in fact, the word used in the decision was the applicant's injury to be multifactorial. Mm. And I can't help but think about the things Sarah mentioned earlier about when you're looking at 
a an opportunity to redesign when you're looking at something you're looking at all of it all of it warts and all not just that one aspect the racial slurring perhaps or the bullying or the mocking for, for wearing a mask you are looking at the entire workplace process mm. so it's that multifactorial i'm hung up on that word multifactorial and also perception because whilst you may not you can't me- how do you measure perception there is discussion in the case about there being a very militant and and that's the word used militant union involvement um, so it, it was a very difficult situation for the employer. So let's bring in our designer. How could things have been better in that situation, Sarah? Tracy, you touched on this when talking about addressing just one thing is not adequate. It doesn't address the entire system. So you're talking about somebody who's been really sensitive to racial slurs. Are they a minority in that business? You know, you start to it starts to make me ponder, are they feeling like they're isolated? Are they feeling like the entire business does not accept diversity? Is there an inclusive way of working, right? So I started looking a little bit bigger and broader around that to help unpack what was that person's experience at work. And then, of course, what's their threshold tolerance? Is something happening for this worker, whether it's caused by workplace factors or externally? Or is there a mental health disorder that this person carries with them and brings into the workplace? Has Mm. that been disclosed? I think with things like racial slurs, the best thing to do is to have absolutely zero level of racial slurs. Because if a person is offended, it's not just racial, it's any kind of derogatory remark. And discrimination. Yeah. If a person's offended, then it's just going to get worse and worse. Absolutely. As the behaviour continues. You, you mentioned that we're dealing with a toxic environment. So you, you would come in as, as the consultant knowing that there are perceived issues. So, you know, as opposed to actual. And high sensitivity. How would you tackle this knowing that there's a feeling, because we're getting to perception of a toxic culture. So would, would you just look for each of these factors, because the court used the word multifactorial. Is that what you would do? Well, at what point was that awareness raised? When did the awareness come into that business? Only after a claim was made? So at what point was there any level of awareness? Because it's very hard to act unless there's a level of awareness. So then that still requires some responsibility incumbent on the employer to screen and investigate and always check what's the workplace climate, what's the culture like, what are people experiencing? How are they feeling with their health and well-being? So you're constantly trying to understand what what's the milieu, what's the setting, how are, what is the level of well-being of people, and what do they need to thrive? See, that's interesting because I'd eat my best hat if these guys didn't have a policy. I'm sure they've got their policy plastered There's on the wall, policies. and there'd be training and training and training, which probably is there though. Not well, always. No, yet. no, I, I put money on that. Oh, they have training, as in. These are the policies. People retain roughly 10% of training and induction. You've touched on something really important here. It's it's a living and organic process. So it's not just enough to have your policies. Here you go. Alan's drafted a a beautiful set of policy. The best best money can buy, but it's stuck on the wall. Look. They'll say, but we've got policies. Sarah, look. It says no racial slurs. You're touching on something that's really uh, relevant and current contemporary. I'm working with VR companies and with some some clients, they're looking at bringing in scenario-based education around hazards. 
So I did this in mining with regard to, uh, you know, working with, with industry to help look at scenarios around tire maintenance. Okay, let me just get there, for example. But I'm also looking at this in other businesses with other kinds of examples. So elements like discrimination can be brought into a more relevant, high fidelity, meaningful, short but potent experience. Yeah. A little, whether it's VR goggles or whether it's just interactive uh, web-based, yep. video-based animations or scenarios, something where people can engage with. The training that you have from hours and hours that can be really boring or just long written paperwork can be made into such something that's so much more alive. What about with vignette? a very short that's a, well, yeah, a vignette, a scenario. And you can do that's right, you can have it live. Um, with the university students, uh, we spoke about tag team simulation last mm-hmm. time, you know, where you role play and then you step out, somebody else steps in, and you can have actors sometimes play the person who's feeling subjugated to this type of uh, whether it's aggression or discrimination. And then they also can play the person in other roles, right? So you can use simulation, whether it's high tech or whether it's let's just have a toolbox and let's actually run a little tag team simulation around this. So you have to keep short, meaningful, really current contemporary conversations happening ongoing. Well, once a year training ain't going to fly. Or a policy on the wall. A policy on the wall not going to cut it, right? You know, and we, we rely on that level of, of paperwork all the time. Mm. I know there's controversy. I know you can't go without some of this, policies, rules, regulations, but if you make it so much more meaningful to the workplace with short vignettes, scenario-based training, so much more useful. Mm. Mm. But then you'd be, the best part about those is they're recorded, they're embedded. They're going to be better than some audit um checklist tick box they're going to be easily digested so i'm hoping that more and more workplaces start to adopt this it's like emergency response you you don't need to recall and call on those skills often but when you do it better be spot on so you want to make sure you haven't delivered this in dry ways it has to be really effective and we're short-staffed australia all around the world it seems like but australia in particular has a lot of short staffing issues right now i'm hearing it time and time again so how are you going to reduce training time and still have a better outcome? Short little vignettes. Yeah. Constant short yeah. vignettes. Because that's right. The, uh, and if it's not engaging and if it's not made, because this one, it's it, the key is interpersonal difficulties. And what better way than to unpack these multifactorial factors? They've mentioned bullying, use of profane language, racial slurs, aggressive. It's got the whole checklist of untoward behaviour and exclusionary tactics. What better way than to expose legal wrongdoings? What better way than to incorporate, whether it's video, simulation, you know, and really, really confronting stuff. VR scenario, whatever whatever that might, pull it apart. And then make sure you have time for reflection and learning and growth and conversation around it. Even when I go in about something that seems seems routine, innocuous with uh, manual task training, for example, by having those conversations, it's amazing how many people say, you know what, actually, this task, this task, this task could be redesigned. If only they knew that there was some opportunity for their ideas to land. And at the same time, if you're doing this for training for diversity, training for uh, some sort of discrimination, you give rise to more conversations about saying, actually, this has been happening to me. So you've got awareness happening earlier. So don't leave it for once a year. Frequent, lots of 
Storytelling. Storytelling. And you know what? They'd be more engaging than, you know, having to write. I mean, you have, you have still that policy on the wall, but imagine. Or do you now? Well, that's it. You know, in fact, here's me probably being optimistic. I presume they'll have their, uh, just a reminder, our, our EEO and our, our workplace policy. Maybe they don't. I don't know, Alan. What happens to the legal framework with less most, people working more action? Will, will have, it's not necessarily a perfect policy, but most businesses... It's a little laminated on, on the kitchen yeah, bench, yeah. as it's, it were. And the issue is often, is it being enforced? Yes. So let me ask you from this legal framework, could you have shorter paperwork, short, less paperwork, shorter policies, yeah. if you will, that talk about the, yeah. the gist of it and then show that the practice is yeah. far more dynamic and agile and every time you learn about a new story, it's brought into training and it's happening, you know, That's once a week this topic's being talked about, once a week this other topic's being talked about and it's all a lie. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can have a absolutely. YouTube video. You can have a YouTube, YouTube channel. video. Here's yeah. what we saw. Some, and a work design strategist or a podcast. sitting there teasing these out, pulling them out, and asking all of the business units to tell me something topical. Let's bring this into a live scenario. Yeah, policy statements should be short. Thank you. Embed these with two or three-minute vignettes, scenarios, or even conversations like with the workers. You could almost simulate a podcast for argument's sake, yeah. and you could re- do reflective learning through that, so from the theory to the praxis. So you've got your, your policies here, and then you would embed them and go, you know, uh, about you know, respectful um, behaviours, etc. with respect to all of these shopping list of, of disgraceful behaviour. How useful would it be to have that lawyer early on involved in work design strategy as yeah. a consultant taking some of these vignettes, some of this yeah. case law, yeah. and making it into storytelling? I mean, that's what we've been doing. It's just an abundance of case law that just you could use. I know. To... Well, I've compiled my... I've, I've turned a lot of the cases that I've done into stories, and I might share them with you. Mm. Um, and we need that. So we meaning the populace, the work, workplaces. It's very hard sometimes to digest that material, but mm. you can bring it into sound bites. So we'd you know, love yeah. to have these little sound bites, the synopsis, yeah. shortened, give me the gist of it, the guts of it, and that could be part of your learning, your constant toolbox talks, yeah, and then play it out with people. Actually, I've just sensed, I've been going through all of these and all these conversations with, with you, this perverse sense of irony in that, here we are bringing to the table all these failings, so workplace failings, human failings, but we have dug them out, sadly, as the product through the courts. We are now sort of almost reverse constructing. We are now bringing these to the table. When you think about it, they're just human stories, and yet they could have been prevented, and they wouldn't need, therefore, to go to the court. We wouldn't need to get these stories if perhaps systems were in place so my my point is we're finding these from the courts can lead to the early conversations or a tangent but something related Mm. yeah it's it's it takes a tragedy or it takes well yeah they're all tragic situations or catastrophic worst case scenario or just an ongoing illness or even an acute illness a work design strategist doesn't solve the problem for people they just set up a system of design to facilitate problem solving within the business right so by having those those types of conversations, these vignettes, this storytelling, you're facilitating that process. We might work with outside hire consultants like the lawyers who can give us a few cases, come on in as a special guest and then and then facilitate that that construction or deconstruction of it and reconstruction and ask workers, how would you design this better? So facilitating that process puts them in the power seat. They become architects of superior work design. That's what you want to do. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah 
and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information, names of cases and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time.